This week on the Jack Podcast, we go over Instagram questions of the week, UW recruiting class, the Pro Bowl votes officially come out. We break down the Seahawks versus 49ers debacle. Uh, we preview the Seahawks versus Chiefs on Christmas Eve. Uh, we also have our Earl Thomas Award. And last but not least, NFL Picks of the Week. Let's get this shindig going. Have you ever wondered what four jackasses sound like? Yeah, well, I, got, I got distracted. Well, now you do. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Jack Podcast. Hey, everybody. It's the last week of the spirited Christmas tree. Hopefully, everybody has got their Christmas shopping done. Or in my case, you're not even started yet. Uh, we're going to get right into this lovely edition of this week's uh, Jack podcast. Um, it's uh, Wednesday. It is uh, officially effing cold outside. Um, I think it's supposed to be negative 15 degrees today. So um, I don't feel as bad as people in Eureka, Montana, who apparently had with wind chill, it was negative 70 today. So blow my head off with that temperature that just does not sound feasible at all so getting off to our instagram questions of the week uh the first one you can only have one hummer which hummer would you have the og the h2 h3 or the electric hummer uh right now i'm surprised it is a split 40 percent, 40 percent between the og hummer and the electric Hummer. Poor H2 is coming in uh, third place with the H3 getting zero votes. I mean, the you have to be a man's man to have a Hummer. Uh, like I saw a thing that was like, you're either some rich young guy that doesn't give, doesn't care that the fact he gets 12 miles to the gallon, uh, but he's towing his boat, he's going off training, and he looks fantastic. Uh, so can't go wrong with the Hummer. Um, Next up, uh, Santa's coming this week. Uh, I asked all you in Jack Podcast Nation uh, what you're wanting underneath the tree. Uh, some people said money, a laptop, a Hummer. And they also put in quotation marks, not the car. Okay, you're a sick, you're a sick bastard. You are a sick bastard, whoever you are. Um, that's all I'm going to say about that. You are disgusting. UrbanDictionary.com if you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, who is on the NFL naughty list? You're my naughty pet. Uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, Massages, uh, Broncos, uh, Giants, 49ers, and the Texans all made the naughty list. Who's on the nice list? Pretty, pretty nice. As I click on the wrong... Oh, geez. This is the fun thing about, like, having technology and, like, Twitter or Instagram. It's you uh, you just uh, click it on everything. So uh, on the nice list this year, uh, we have the Seattle Geno Smiths Seahawks. Uh, present surprise, the Lions. 
Uh, I, and someone wrote in there the Broncos, which I feel I know why is because the Broncos being so terrible are nice enough to give us like a top five draft pick this year. So uh, moving on to the last one. This looks like it is very, um, very kind of, you know, kind of more what you grew up with. Uh, you choose one, eggnog or hot chocolate. Uh, right now, eggnog is leading 67 to 33%. So some huge people out there do not know how disgusting eggnog is, but it's actually a hot chocolate with some pepper in it. Schnapps might be the best thing ever invented. So um, moving on to the next part of our podcast, we're going to go, uh, you know, some some recruiting here. Uh, so for many of you know, don't know, today is uh, National Recruiting Day. Uh, the Huskies... Uh, got the number one cornerback uh, out of the state of Washington. Uh, they flipped him from Oregon, which makes it that much better. Uh, the Huskies got um, Mr. Caleb Presley, a defensive back. Uh, Caleb uh, is from Rainier Beach High School. Um, and you know, I just feel like we kind of saw with the Huskies defense, their secondary got a little bit uh, banged up a little bit, but um, kind of towards the end of it, um, they kind of settled in. But I feel like Caleb Presley is getting back to what the Huskies were good at for all those years with the Buda Bakers uh, of the world that were playing in the in the um, in the back end of Washington. Um, also, a weird thing with it being recruiting day um i looked up uh who the uh the best recruits of all time at the university of washington were were have been uh number one obviously shaq thompson who's still playing the nfl uh playing for the carolina panthers uh reggie williams he was a fantastic wide receiver him and cody pickett uh number three is a guy i've never heard of nathan rhodes who was a five-star offensive lineman uh, from uh, Bakersfield, California. He don't, I don't think he did very much. Uh, number four is Sam Heward, who's currently on the team. Um, number five is Matt Tuiasopo. Unfortunately, Matt never played for the Huskies, as many of you probably remember. Uh, he ended up playing for the Mariners. Uh, Savon Smalls. Uh, he's currently on the Huskies. Uh, Cavario Middleton. I remember playing against him in high school, so that makes me feel old. He's number seven. He didn't really do uh, very much post-career or even with his career with the Huskies, but you know, hey, to each his own. Uh, Charles Frederick. I remember when he came in, him and Reggie Williams had an, awesome, had an amazing uh, wide receiver duel when they were at, with the Huskies. Uh, just kind of sucks he couldn't stay really healthful, healthy for his career. Austin Safarian Jenkins is number nine, and Kaysen Williams is number 10. So um, some of you may also be wondering what the WSU uh, number one team. <laughs> we, know, we know it's way inferior to Huskies because the Cougars, well, they're just the most inferior team in the whole state. Um, and I hate when you go to click on something on your phone 
and it definitely does not uh, let you load. So bear with me, folks, real quick. This is live. We're doing it live. Uh, <laughs> the number one recruit ever, ever, is a guy that I never would have pictured of. Uh, it's Mr. Michael Bumpus. You can hear him uh, here locally on the in the Spokane area uh, when, uh, when he fills in uh, on 710 over in Seattle. Um, Gabe Marks uh, was the number two recruited player ever. Uh, fun fact, um, WSU has never recruited a five-star athlete. The most highest they've got is four stars. So that's a, that's a crazy little fact there so um yeah just hopefully this husky recruiting uh class can um can uh can you know be better and hopefully we can get back to rose bowls so um in case you were also wondering uh alabama did win the top recruiting class uh, of the year so Best of luck to all those incoming freshman junior college transfers, whatever they're doing in their career. And all I know is that with the NIL money, they're probably going to make more than any of you listening next year in college football. So let's move on to some, well, happy news for the Hawks. It's that time of year where we get rewarded with who the fans think has been the best players in the NFL. And that is the Pro Bowl. This year, they're doing something a little different. They're not going to be any guys just playing patty cake out there, not wanting to get hurt. Uh, we don't have to worry about Sean Taylor blowing up a uh, a punter um, on a fake punt or defensive guys trying to play offense or offensive guys trying to play defense uh, or other weird stuff like uh, center taking a snap for the other team. Uh, it's just going to be a, a kind of a skills game. So um, this year, uh, the team leading with the most Pro Bowl votes, no figure, is Philadelphia Eagles. They had eight players, including six starters. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, Barf, and the Kansas City Chiefs all are next tied with seven. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks um, had a very, you know, I would say interesting choices. Uh, Jason Myers makes his second Pro Bowl. Uh, Quandre, I miss every almost every single tackle. Diggs makes his third. Uh, but we have two first-timers. Uh, Tariq Wollen makes his first uh, Pro Bowl at uh, cornerback. Uh, and Geno Smith also makes the Pro Bowl. So Geno's had a very good year for the Hawks and gets rewarded uh, by both the fans and, and the rest of the NFL by making it to the Pro Bowl. So, um, I mean, Geno Smith coming into the year, we didn't even know if he was going to start. Uh, people were kind of up in the air on what's going to happen, and he balled out and made the Pro Bowl. Um, uh, and it's kind of crazy. I mean, I'm just reading this uh, on ESPN. If you think about it, uh, Geno Smith is right now the second best quarterback in the NFC behind uh, Jalen Hurts. Both those guys have been uh, absolutely phenomenal this year. Um, 
Myers uh, making as the kicker. He's uh, 26 to 27 uh, and leads all field goal kickers to the 96.3% uh, accuracy rate. I mean, that's just absolutely phenomenal um, for uh, for Myers. I mean, the guy's just been nails. Like, I don't, I don't, every single time he comes out, it's been almost automatic. Um, so here's another funny thing. I just got this from Brady Henderson. Uh, Geno Smith just got a $500,000 incentive that was tied to him throwing at least 20 touchdown passes and making the Pro Bowl as a starter or a backup, uh, which is absolutely nuts. It's kind of like uh, I related to Julio Rodriguez uh, doing the um, home run derby and making more money by coming second in the home run derby than he did all year playing with Samaritos on that on that massive extension. Uh, and then a, th- a third little tidbit is Tyreek Wolin is the first defensive player to make the Pro Bowl as a rookie since almost 20 years ago in Lofa Tatupu? Oh, boy. I mean, you would have thought with, like, the Legion of Boom days, we would have had at least somebody make it. Um, but, uh, damn, 2005 was the last time the Seahawks had a rookie make the Pro Bowl, and that was Lofa Tatupu. That absolutely blows uh my mind um yeah so um some some snubs uh this year uh just kind of looking at the the list here just scrolling through this um Christian McCaffrey didn't make the Pro Bowl, but that's probably because he spent first half of his season um, in um, in uh, Carolina, not doing very much. Um, Tyler Lockett, um, he is uh, right now. Um, he is second. Oh, well, before he misses this week. Uh, he is uh, tied for second overall with Justin Jefferson in the receiver targeting tracking metrics. Um, that is absolutely phenomenal. We thought that Lockett would have uh, a, a down year with with uh, Russ leaving to Denver, but no. I think he's actually probably had a little bit better uh, than a down year this year. Um, so, um, yeah. Sucks he didn't make the Pro Bowl. Uh, that hurt fingers really going to cost him. Uh, but we'll go into that more uh, in the Seahawks versus uh, 49er uh, recap here. So uh, best of luck to the Seahawks uh, Pro Bowl players. Uh, once again, they are Geno Smith, Tyreek Wollin, Quandre Diggs, and Jason Myers. Do I have to talk about this? Do I? Do I have to talk about that on a Thursday night in Seattle? It was almost like history repeating itself. I mean, minus the the terrible uh, weather. It reminded me a lot of 2006 where uh, the Seahawks and 49ers played on Thursday night football. And the poor Hawks just 
didn't have an answer. Um, somehow, some way, the Seahawks shut down Christian McCaffrey in this game. They he still got 108 yards rushing, but it took him 26 carries to get there. 26. The man they couldn't shut down was George Effing Kittle. I mean, the first touchdown that San Francisco had in the game, they went fake screen left, fake screen right. Oh, no one is covering George fucking Kittle wide open running down the middle of your damn field. And it was just a nice little toss pass by Brock Purdy in there to get it. And then to make matters worse, so now we're down now we're down seven. Now we're down seven nothing. And we're like, okay, what what can go wrong here? Uh we're starting to come back into the game. Uh we get uh Jason Myers to kick a field goal uh in the second quarter. We're like, okay, that's fine. Uh but it felt like pretty much the next drive. Christian McCaffrey, uh, no, uh, like later on in that drive, um, the next drive, uh, Seattle somehow, this is what bugs me about Quandre Diggs making the Pro Bowl. That guy has so many dropped interceptions this year, it's not even funny. There's a reason why clearly you play defensive back and you are not a wide receiver or or running back in this game because all you do is drop the damn ball and don't pick it off. Come on. Is someone else besides Tyreek Wollin going to make a pick on this team? Because it feels like anyone outside of that on defense can't do anything. As a result, that kind of turned into a 14-point swing. The Seahawks weren't able to go down. They would have gotten the ball at the mid at the midfield there and been able to go in right at halftime and uh score a touchdown or kick a field goal to make it, you know, seven to six. But instead, uh San Francisco scores on that drive and Christian McCaffrey runs it in for one yards out. Um, uh, and that's pretty much the end of your second quarter. Start third quarter. You're like, okay, we just need to stop. And what the hell happens? Cover George Kittle. He's like the one guy that could beat you, and he just let him run down the sidelines. Oh, my God. It was like Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant for a reason. They made him look like Tom Brady out there. Come on. This defense, I, I, I don't know what Clinton Hurt is doing. Either they don't have the personnel, or they're just trying to do, or they were so confident in trying to stop the run that Oops, we forgot we also had to cover. And that's what happens is in sports, is especially in football. If you know a team is going to try to run the ball down your damn throat, you better also be prepared for them to use a hard play action and throw it deep to like a tight end or wide receiver. And you know what they did? Hmm. They faked a couple of screens, threw it to a tight end. Hmm. Ran a play action fake, threw it to their tight end for 50 yard for 54 yard touchdown. The they played right into the 49ers' hands. And that was what was so frustrating. So frustrating. They played the 49ers game. They didn't play Seahawks football. They played San Francisco 49er way of winning the, the game, control the clock, 
all this other stuff. And my God, we couldn't get off the we couldn't get off the field on third down again, and we couldn't sustain a drive. I swear, we got we just we just we just couldn't do anything. Couldn't do anything right against the 49ers, and unfortunately, we come up on the wrong side of a 21 to 13 victory. Um, I just, I don't. The hard part is, I think, for a lot of us in Seahawk Nation, is um, we have seen the Arizona Cardinals lose their quarterback. We have seen San Francisco; they're on their third quarterback. We have seen the Rams be on their third quarterback. We should be winning this division with Geno Smith. But instead, our defense has been complete garbage. And now we're at 7-7 seven and seven in verge of not missing the playoffs. 7-7, seven and seven, good drink, not what you want in a football team. So where do we go from here? Obviously, you just witnessed San Francisco partying on your home field of uh, uh in the playoffs so there goes the nfc west we're gonna have to go on the road uh we don't want to play an nfc south team because we've shown this year we're absolutely atrocious do we want to maybe hope that a washington or new york giants team wins and we can play them who knows or even get lucky and play like an nfc uh fake squad in minnesota i mean that's our best bet but if we have to play the 49ers i'm pretty sure they're just gonna boat race us out of the building again so, um, oh, wait, we wouldn't even play uh, the NFC East guys because freaking Philadelphia is running away with it. I forgot about that. Well, that that that's fun. So uh, that leads us to what I am calling the Christmas miracle. All I want for Christmas is for the Seattle Seahawks to beat Patrick Mahomes' ass and then TikTok dance all over his stupid, idiotic brother and prove, you know, Gia Field, yeah, you're loud, but CenturyLink or Lumen Field, we're actually the loudest venue in sports. Temperature game time, 15 degrees, which which sounds balmy compared to what the negative 10 I'm in right now recording this. Uh, where I'm at. So uh, over under in the Kansas City Seattle game uh, is 49 and a half. Uh, I think I'm going to take the over in this one. Uh, DJ Dallas questionable. Noah Fant questionable. Marquise Goodwin. So this is this is kind of big with Marquise Goodwin being questionable. With Tyler Lockett breaking a finger and having to have surgery, Lockett is out for this game and possibly the next two to three weeks. Marquise Goodwin needs to step up and have a big game to take the pressure off of DK Metcalf. We know the that Kansas City is probably going to cover DK, and one of the tight ends like Noah Fant or Montana Strong or Col- Colby Parkinson has to step up in this game. Um, and if you don't have Fant and you don't have Goodwin and you don't have Lockett, oh boy, and you don't have DJ Dallas, Yikes, it's going to be a rough one. You might as well just start making your space heaters now if you're at the Dyson household uh, or, uh, 
you know, pull out everyone's favorite uh, Mr. Fireball here. Uh, we'll do something special with that here in a little bit. Uh, but just control the clock. Keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. He's going to do some st- things stupid. And for the love of God, cover Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is probably going to eat our lunch because we have no one that can cover him. Isaiah Pacheco, eh, he's probably going to get maybe. Don't let him go off, please. I want to see Isaiah Pacheco held to like 75 yards rushing and not a touchdown. But you can't let Mahomes and Travis Kelsey just feel like they're in World of Warcraft and just going off and just raiding everybody. So, um, And this is also a disgusting thing. Kansas City is 10-point favorites. 10. You got to cover. You got to cover. You got to win. My Christmas miracle is the Seahawks beat Kansas City in Kansas City. It better happen or else I'm going to be a Grinch making tamales on the 24th and then crying and sobbing the whole rest of the night drinking single malt scotch and uh, prime rib. So that's it. Seahawks just beat Kansas City. Thank you. You know the kind of guy who does nothing but bad things and then wonders why his life sucks? Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas. My name is Earl. Earl Thomas. This Earl Thomas Ward goes to one person and one person only. There's a reason why I am opening this lovely bio a fireball while recording this segment. <sighs> oh, birds. College. Well, <coughs> the poor guy who's giving the Earl Thomas Award is none other than yours truly. I was so, so freaking confident that my Seattle Seahawks could somehow beat the San Francisco 49ers national television on Amazon Prime that I made a bet. And I'm not going to go into what the bet is, but I hate it. I hate everything about it. I hate the fact the Seahawks are going to lose. Courtney... I hate it. I just I just can't. I just can't. Um it's gonna absolutely annoy me that I have to do it. That I have to pledge my allegiance to the San Francisco 49ers on social media. As Ken Henry, the wise philosopher, said you need someone to uh you need a review board to to run all these bets slash personal decisions by. So, Ken, congratulations. I'm pointing you now the official chair of my review board uh, for life decisions going forward, as clearly I am not capable of that after this stupid, stupid bet. So, Earl Thomas Award goes to yours truly, and I hate it. All righty. It's time, everyone's favorite segment, NFL Picks of the Week. 
Happy holidays, everybody, as we move on to this holiday season. May it be cheery and brightful for everybody. A quick look at our pickup standings, and let's just say it's pretty disgusting, so I won't go into it. But uh, pretty much, um, God, for the love of God, look, what the hell? Oh, this stupid computer. God damn it, I can't do it right. Can't do it right. This is pissing me off. It's locked up. It's locked up. Oh, God. Mayday, mayday, mayday. Okay, we got it back. Uh, in first place with 145 and 77 record is Jordan John. In second place with a 136 and 86 record is Mr. Kyle Youngward. And third place with an absolutely atrocious week last week is none other than yours. Truly, 128-94. And in fourth place, Mr. Justin Altmeyer. So, let's get on to this week's picks. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Starting off in the wonderful New York City, home of Home Alone 2, the New York Yankees, the New York Mets. We have the New York Jets playing against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The underdog is Jacksonville. New York is favorite. What the hell is going on in this game? Jacksonville wins this one. Buffalo at Chicago. It's going to be a cold day in the Windy City. But no one circles and warms the wagons like the Buffalo Bills do. Buffalo beats Chicago. New Orleans at Cleveland. Well, we have Andy Dalton. Playing decent versus Cleveland. Cleveland's going to win this one, though, unfortunately. Oh, boy. This one just got interesting. Houston versus Tennessee. Tennessee currently is the favorite, but breaking news, Ryan Tannehill may be done for the rest of the regular season with a high ankle injury. Oh, God. Do I really go with Houston? No, they're going to, Tennessee's going to run the ball 50 times with Derrick Henry. Seattle at Kansas City. Christmas miracle happens. Seattle beats the Chiefs. New York Giants at Minnesota. Well, Minnesota has somehow found the craziest ways to win this one. And I don't see them losing at home. Minnesota beats the Giants. Cincinnati, New England, full-blown player revolt going on in New England. Cincinnati beats New England. Detroit at Carolina. Mm. I'll rise for Mr. Golf. Goff, Joff, Joffrey. Detroit Lions beat Carolina in the Battle of the Big Cats. Meow. Uh, Atlanta at Baltimore, the Battle of the Birds now. The dark-colored birds. The dirty birds. Baltimore beats Atlanta. San Francisco at Washington. San Francisco's just flexing way too much in this one. San Francisco wins this one. Dallas at Philly. Jalen Hurts. If he doesn't play, Gardner Minshew is in. Does Dallas beat Philadelphia? No. Minshew mania is on full display. Philadelphia beats Dallas. And in a sad moment, the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh versus Las Vegas, the Raiders unfortunately lost to the great Franco Harris has happened this week. 
and Pittsburgh was set to honor the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. And it unfortunately just won't be the same. Pittsburgh, unlike unlike back in the 70s, they're not going to be able to muster it as Las Vegas will beat Pittsburgh. Now we're on to Christmas Day games. Probably the best Christmas Day game of them all. Green Bay at Miami. Oh, Miami and Christmas. Hell yeah, baby. Look out, flying to us. Miami wins this one. The how drunk do we want to get on Christmas game goes to Denver at L.A. Too much Baker Mayfield and the Rams will beat Denver. Although Russell Wilson seems to play these weird things on primetime games, but I won't go into that. I just feel like it's Christmas is going to get absolutely ruined. Uh, Tampa Bay at Arizona. Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tom Brady is going to win this one, hands down. And then the Chargers at Indianapolis. No Jonathan Taylor for the rest of the year for Indy. No head coach for Indy. Too much Chargers. Go Chargers. The Super Chargers will win this one. Uh, score, uh, L.A. Chargers 35, Indianapolis 14. Uh, Tampa Bay, uh, I feel like they're going to put a 50-burger up on uh, Arizona, and Arizona's going to score like uh, 21, 15 to 21. Uh, team scoring the most points this week. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with, oh, geez, this is tough. I'm going to go with the Chargers. Team scoring the fewest. Um, oh, this is a toss-up, but I'm going to go with Arizona scoring the fewest. So, but why can't I do Arizona? I already had, you dumbass, you have Indianapolis scoring less points. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Chicago scoring the fewest. So, uh, that's our NFL picks of the week there, bud. Um there's only one last segment. I can't believe I've saved it for the very end. But, you know, it had to be off of the week that happened. Let's move on to the week that was in fantasy. All right, this is why a lot of you tune in. And that is the fantasy recap for our NFL, for our fantasy football league. Sorry about that burp. Got to love. Uh, had a nice uh, Detroit-style pizza at uh, Benedito's. So it was fantastic. Um Highest point total of the week for top two guys, Jordan and Bird scoring top highest points of the week. Uh, meanwhile, King Dragon uh, picked a great week to co- score 170 points when he is knocked out of it um, as Garrett and uh, uh, the bros also scored over 150 points. Uh, let's move on now to the matchups. The hard luck award of the year, I feel like going down to the end, goes to Miss Alicia. She made a couple of crucial mistakes. She didn't start Ronald Stevenson. Uh, and unfortunately, it got only amplified by the fact that Jonathan Taylor got knocked out in the first quarter of his game and only scored one point. Uh, Alicia, her start uh by the end of Sunday, by the end of Saturday, sorry, she had Jonathan Taylor with one. 
TJ Hawkinson with six, Brandon Ayuk with three, Buffalo defense with two. Her highest point total was Adam Thielen, and pretty much the other uh, four players I just mentioned besides Thielen didn't even score enough point to match Thielen's 13 points. Ouch. Uh, people made fun of me for starting Seattle's defense to get here. Fun fact, Seattle and Buffalo's defense scored the exact same amount of points. Um, Alicia made a late run at it with A.J. Brown, but unfortunately it was a little too late as Joe Burrow pretty much uh, sealed it with his 41-point performance uh, and I advanced. So uh, best of luck to Alicia in the fifth-place game. Uh, let's move on now to the other matchup of the week, which was Danny versus Ken. Uh, if you would have seen our post on Instagram, you can follow us at Jack Podcast. Uh, this matchup literally came down to uh, the final minutes of the game. Danny had Mr. Aaron Jones left. Uh, he's trailing Ken 143.66 to 136. Uh, the Packers hand the ball off to Aaron Jones. He gets the first down. Danny's starting to celebrate. And at the half-yard line, Aaron Jones gets tackled. That tackle saved Ken's season as Ken would have lost to Danny. Um, but instead, it is Ken moving on thanks to 54 points from Josh Allen and 31 from Dalvin Cook. Oh, boy. Those are some numbers. But outside of that, he really didn't get much from Devontae. For, he should have. Ken should have absolutely boat raced Danny. But he didn't get very much from Devontae Adams, David Njoku, and Devontae Foreman as those uh, three guys didn't even combine to score 11 points. Um, and he, he got really killed by uh, Knight um, only getting 23 rush yards. Uh, and that pretty much, you know, just sunk a season. So what does that mean for this week's matchups? As uh, we have uh, now Danny and Alicia playing for the fifth place game. Well, it means that on the one side of the bracket left in the championship bracket, we have myself versus Chris Bird. Uh, it's a really close matchup, 140 to 145. And in the second matchup, we have Jordan versus Ken. Uh, that one's even tighter, 139 to 137. So uh, these guys, it someone is going to have a very happy Christmas and someone's going to have a very sad Christmas as a result of this. But, hey, you know, true meaning Christmas needs to come out. We all need to know why we celebrate it. So uh, then we move on to, to the consolation bracket. We already talked about the fifth place game, uh, but we have... <laughs> Garrett, I've given up versus King Dragon. Uh, the Bros versus uh, Kyle. Um, I feel like this is kind of the Bros' uh, chance to respond and show that they should have made the playoffs. Uh, and I expect them to win the consolation bracket. But look out. This is something that I feel like Kyle's put a lot of energy into. Uh, so I, I could honestly see Kyle beating the Bros. Uh, and I could also see King and then he would play King Dragon for the Battle of the Toilet Pole. So, um, 
yeah. Uh, man, the best person win this week. Um, it's going to be very exciting. And, uh, yeah, it playoff, playoff fantasy is some of the best texting and everything. So, um, can't wait for next week's episode. We get to preview, uh, our championship matchup, uh, and our third place game. Um, and then the consolation bracket. So, uh, till then all of you have a very Merry Christmas Happy Hanukkah to those that celebrate it. Um, and uh, go Hawks against Kansas City this weekend. And uh, Seahawks fans, let's always remember, let's fly. Happy holidays, people. I'm out. Please, God, don't let it snow driving over the pass. This has been a Jack Podcast Studio production. Make sure to like us on Twitter, Instagram, and check out every Thursday morning for a new podcast.